This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 9th of June. In your Squiz today, the Coalition wants answers, a swastika ban is proposed, a big weekend of sport, and Aussie wine's time to shine. This is your Squiz today. Claire, attention on the assault claims made against former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman by his colleague Brittany Higgins didn't die when the case was abandoned by ACT prosecutors late last year. Yesterday, text messages between Higgins and her partner David Shiraz were published by The Australian, and that's led coalition MPs to call on PM Anthony Albanese and senior ministers Katie Gallagher and Tanya Plibersek to clarify their level of involvement in the case. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons for that. Their messages from before Higgins' claims against Lerman were made public, and the messages involve the couple discussing which Labor politicians would be best to give the details of her allegations to Albanese's named in those text messages along with Gallagher and Plibersek and the idea was that those politicians would use the information to grill the Morrison government about their handling of the situation when the story broke. Coalition leader Peter Dutton yesterday said there are a lot of questions to be answered. That's because Albanese, Gallagher and Plibersek have all said that they didn't know about Higgins' allegations until they were made public. But in the text messages, Shiraz says he was in contact with Gallagher days before Higgins' story broke. Yeah, so in one message to Higgins, he says, and this is the quote, Katie Gallagher messaged me, she's angry and wants to help. Now, Higgins also made a confidential settlement with the Commonwealth Government in December last year. It's said to be worth about $3 million, although she said that it's less than that. Um, So just to tie all of those strands together, the insinuation is that Team Higgins briefed Albanese and co before she went public about her claims when Labor was in opposition so they could hurt the Morrison government. Mm. And then when Labor won the election, it oversaw a multi-million dollar payout for her in a very quick time frame. Now, we're not saying that's true. Uh, No one is saying that that's proven yet, but that's certainly the insinuation at the moment. Yeah, that's the claim. And it's why the coalition's called for the new anti-corruption commission to look into the payout. For his part, though, Albanese says it's inappropriate for politicians to direct the commission on what it should investigate. But Dutton says a true factual explanation of what's going on is required. Federal Parliament resumes on Tuesday next week, so we're likely to hear much more about this. Another thing that's on the federal parliament agenda next week is a proposal to ban the display of the Nazi swastika symbol. Alice, it's much easier to talk about this in podcast than it is in newsletter. You mentioned mm-hmm. Nazi or swastika in our email <laughs> newsletter and it gets sent to junk. So we've had to make all sorts of sort of insinuations about that. <laughs> but in podcast, we can call a spade a spade. And this issue really came to a head in March this year. Uh, you'll remember 
in Melbourne, there were people who used the Nazi salute mm-hmm. um, during a big rally that was in Melbourne. And if the proposed bill passes into law at the federal level, it could see people face up to a year's jail time if they publicly display the swastika or anything that closely resembles it. Uh, The display and trade of related memorabilia could also be criminalised, but religious uses of the symbol have been excluded from the ban. Of course, it's a thing in Hindi and also in Buddhist religions, Mm. Uh, but the Nazi salute has also been put on hold. Yeah, the use of the salute would be left up to the states and territories to police. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus says there's no place in Australia for symbols that glorify the horrors of the Holocaust. The Duke of Sussex has wrapped up his testimony in the UK High Court, Claire. To quickly recap on that, he's one of 100 people suing the Mirror Group newspapers. They've accused the company, which is behind the Daily Mirror tabloid paper, of phone hacking and other unlawful information gathering methods. And Prince Harry is one of four test cases to go before the court. They're not going through all 100. They're just starting with four. And we flagged it earlier this week. He's testified over two days uh, and he claimed that 33 articles written about him between 1996 and 2010 could only have come from this sort of illegally obtained information. Mm. He also said that he found a tracking device that was attached to his former girlfriend Chelsea Davies' car. Uh, He was unable, though, to provide any sort of call data to back up his claims, and that's something that other successful hacking lawsuits have relied on. The Mirror Group has previously admitted one instance of unlawful information gathering regarding Prince Harry, but the company denies the latest claims. And if you'd like to hear more about the case and Harry's other hacking lawsuits, you can have a listen to our latest Squiz Shortcut. I'll pop the link in the episode notes. It's a great weekend if you're a football or a tennis fan because there are some big matches scheduled. First up is the French Open Tennis Grand Slam. Top seed Iga Zviatek of Poland faces Czech Carolina Mulkova in the women's singles finals tomorrow night. And on the men's side, the world number one is Carlos Alcaraz. He is a really young gun and he's heading into a really thrilling match against Novak Djokovic, who's the world number two at the moment. That's happening today. And on the other side of the draw, there's Norwegian uh, fourth seed, Kasper Ruud. He's taking on Germany's Alexander Zverez. Uh, they're, of course, looking for a place in Sunday night's final. And, of course, Alice, after last weekend's very thrilling FA Cup final, which I'm now feeling like an instant soccer expert that I got to the bottom of how all that works. Uh, That was a huge victory by Manchester City. The team is angling for what they call uh, the treble, which I know you're going to talk about, but it's really going to an exciting weekend with the European Champions League final. That's against Inter Milan and it's very early on Sunday morning for us. Yeah, the best clubs in Europe will go to battle there and it could see Man City, like you said, Claire, become the first English club since 1999 to take out the treble. That's after they claimed the Premier League title last month. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online 
kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. Australia's reputation of being home to some of the best wines in the world has been cemented, as if it was ever in doubt, Claire. (laughs) Several Aussie drops have won big at the 2023 Decanter World Wine Awards in London. Yeah, and if you haven't heard of those Decanter Awards, um, they're one of the world's most prestigious drinks competitions, so it's a really big deal. There were 18,250 entries from 57 countries and Australia claimed 10 out of the 50 Best in Show awards, which was more than any other nation. So well done to us. Um, there's some good Aussie winners in there. There's a Hunter Valley Semion, which did very, very well. Also a musket from Rutherglen, which is in northeast Victoria. Alice, I'm an Aubrey girl, so I know the Rutherglen region quite well. <laughs> and it's a big weekend there. They have their big winery walkabout, so Ooh. they've really got something to celebrate. Good timing. And not that it's a competition, Claire, but South Oz also claimed half of our total Best in Show awards. (laughs) (laughs) And wines from the Margaret River region in WA also claimed three. The winning wines range in price from about $35 to over $100. And if you want to check them out, I'll pop a link in the episode notes. Yep, spoken like a good South Australian. (laughs) Claire, what have you got for us for Friday Lights today? Look, I'd never heard of a Texas sheet cake, Mm. but apparently it's a thing. (laughs) Uh, I heard about it. I made it last weekend. It's very, very easy to do. It's literally just chocolate cake with some very rich icing. Uh, I reckon I can see it if I had kids. I reckon I'd be making that a lot for the school fates Mm. and for parties and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's something really easy to whip up even midweek, I reckon. So it's a really good one to put in the repertoire. Maybe a cake to eat with a glass of that wine. This weekend, Claire. Ooh, with some musket. (laughs) Sounds nice. We've got a lot of links in the episode notes today, but I'll pop that one in there too. And that wraps us up for today. But Claire, you and Kate will be back for Saturday Squiz tomorrow. Yep, I reckon there's a bit of a soccer theme. I'm a bit excited about that (laughs) Champions League match. I'm going to get into it, I think. Will you be getting up early for it? I might not get up early, but I reckon I'll pretend (laughs) and get up and watch it. I think that's what I might do. Thank you you for listening. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Tuesday. That's because it's a public holiday where we are, so enjoy that if you're in the same boat. And good luck with your Monday for everyone else. We'll talk to you again next week. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.